0: On SEM, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience.
1: Good evening everyone and welcome to Tiger Time. Fantastic to have your company. Gee, the Tigers are going well. They are ticking along beautifully. And so's this show. Jack Revolt absolutely flying. It's all thanks to Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience in the lead-up to Monday night footy between the Pies and the Suns. For the last time, I say hello and welcome, Jack Reebok. Good to have you on your own show.
2: Very good to have you back, Jack Hevron. Very good to have you back. It wasn't the same without you last week, but it's uh, <laughs> no good to have you back on the airways.
1: If it makes you feel any better, I did my uh, ISO, if you want to call it that, my 14 days or whatever. It's, it's pretty boring. There's not much that you can do.
2: No, it's uh, there isn't much you can do, is there? How did you go? Did you have to have a test? Two. Too. Yeah, one what at the start thoughts? and
1: one at the end. It's um, it's not much fun. How many have you guys had to do? Have you had to subject yourself oh, to a few along the way?
2: If I was to guesstimate how many tests I've had, I would say would be in the 40s. Really? The 40s, I think. We're sort of three a week here, and we had a few obviously prior to the season getting back up and going. So it's been... Um doesn't get any easier, put it that way. It doesn't get any easier or more or any more uncomfortable.
1: I was going to ask you whether they get easier, but it doesn't sound like they do. You can join no. Jack across the hour, one 736 736 on the phone and also on the text 433 ninety98 eleven sixteen Now, this is our final show of the season.
2: It is. It is. It is our final show of the season. We're not going to go through finals because my family's getting up here tomorrow, so I'm deciding that I'm going to have a bit more family time <laughs> and uh and yeah that's I'm, I'm excited about that but it is a little bit sad that's the final final episode of tiger time for season 2020 it's been a a, a really good little journey i think we've uh, we've got the show up and going and it's been exciting it's well it's been interesting i can put it that way
1: i was gonna say when you when you push go on this and said yeah i really want to have a go at this did you did you necessarily think you'd have to deal with some of the other stuff along the way that you have
2: Baptism of Fire <laughs> is the the, uh, the sentence that comes to mind when I think about what we've talked about over this journey. But I, I suppose the show's premise is to take the fans a little bit inside, uh, a little bit closer, and a little bit um, further inside the club and the dealings of what it's been. Obviously, this year's been um, astronomically difficult and yeah. different to to every other year that's been. So. Um, I think the feedback's been good and the journey's been good. We've got one show to go and a very important show tonight, Jack.
1: We certainly do. Lots to get through and considering this is the last show, this is the best chance and the last chance to join Jack. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 736 or you can send him a text on 433 98 11 16. We'll talk about the Cats game in a moment. Just... From a fan's perspective, you mentioned that it's, this show's been all about going into the hub and, and giving footy fans a bit of an insight, not just Richmond fans, but footy fans an insight into what it's like in the hub. You've been in there for a while now, and, and given where you sit on the ladder, you're going to be there until just about the end of the season. How do you avoid fatigue, or hub fatigue is probably the best way to describe it?
2: Um, well, I think from day one, we've been pretty strong on guys developing a, a routine, um, as simple as it sounds, like actually getting up and making your bed in the morning, and having a tidy room, and just just habits that you would have at home. Yeah. Um, Look, well, that that's been the the one thing for us, and just get and getting out and about as well. So going out to exercise, um, whether it be for a walk, or I've been been riding my bike up here a little bit with with Lynchie and um, and David Swallow as well from the Gold Coast Suns. So it's just actually getting out and about and and, and being outside and. I mean we've been very fortunate to come to, to Queensland the weather's been uh, treated us really nicely and um, for us we've been positive about getting getting guys out of the hub and, and going out to go and do some exercise outside of their football stuff to, to keep the mental state up and going as well but um, I'm not going to lie there's been challenges yeah. over the, the journey um, you can feel a bit stale sometimes and it, the days sort of merge into one. But I think the fact that there's been football, sort of the footy frenzies or the two football frenzies have, have kept everyone on their toes because we really haven't had too much time to rest. We've sort of been on the hop most of the time. So the days have been filled in. Um, but now as we go back to a sort of a more normal program with the the weekends being where most of the games are mainly going to be played, um, there will be downtime. But, um, I mean, it's finals is rolling around and there's nothing more exciting yeah. You know, for football and finals football.
1: And you mentioned that your family are on the way up, so that's a a nice little boost in the lead-up to finals as well.
2: Yeah, it is. I haven't seen my my wife Carly and my daughter Poppy for uh, nearly 12 weeks, so it's been a while. Um, Yeah, it's exciting they get out at 10.30 tomorrow. So (laughs) this is my last night actually in the uh, hub here at KDV, um, where we're based out of um, most of our... Most of our single guys are here and staff. It's been sort of our punt road away from home. Um, So I'll be moving into the Royal Pines.
1: Oh, that's a nice little set-up, Royal Pines. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's nice. I've already had a couple of – because i moved most of my stuff over today in preparation. And I've already bumped into, I think, about seven other AFL players from other clubs and had awkward small chat in the (laughs) elevators there. So... (laughs) I've got another, I've got another <laughs> little period of time to look forward to that over the next uh, the next few few weeks. So, uh, no, it's, um, it's one thing that we don't have over here in the hub, but I'll, um, I'll just have to get used to it, I think.
1: That might be one for the text if uh, if you want to send one to Jack. How does Jack start yeah, awkward small talk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Royal Pines also plays into your hands because there's a, a nice little golf course there too.
2: There's a couple of golf courses there, actually. I haven't been able to get out, though, recently. I've been... Actually, been riding my bike a little bit more than than getting out and playing golf. But um, no, we've 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 had a we've had a big uptake of golfers here. No good ones. Um, but you'd be miles of,
1: ahead of the rest of your boys, wouldn't
2: you? Um, I've got a, I've got most of them covered by a fair <laughs> bit. But um, they've been donating balls because there's a lot of water around the Royal Pines golf courses. Um, Callaway actually sent me some balls up the other day. They sent me up of, of I think it was about. 24 dozen balls and I don't know how many are left because I've given them out to the boys and they're, they're no good at golf. They've been hitting them left, right and centre into, uh, into the water up here at Royal Pines.
1: I've got a, we've got a question off the text here. I don't have a name for this one, but someone wants to know who's the better cyclist out of you, Tommy Lynch or anyone else?
2: Um, I'm going to claim that one because um, <laughs> I've got Lynchie covered. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, <and> <laughs> certainly at the moment he's a bit lame. Yep. Um, but no, I, I've got him covered. My cousin Nick is probably the best cyclist that uh, that I've ridden with. He's, he zooms around. But uh, now we've been we've been avid avid watchers of the uh, Tour de France at the moment. Richie Port, uh, great Tasmanian. He's been riding in the uh, in the Tour de France. The only downside with Richie is he's a Carlton supporter. Uh-huh. Um, but no it's uh, it's been good i've been uh, it's been it's, it's been something that physically i've been able to get out and about but mentally just um, just to go out and have sort of an hour and a half by yep. yourself cruising around's been good as well.
1: Quinn's in Balaclava wants to have a chat to you Jack. Good day Quinn.
3: Yeah Jack how you going?
1: Hey Quinn how you going?
3: Very good mate. I just wanted to say that cycling must be doing absolute wonders for you because you stuck it right up Mick mold out by kicking four and taking a few seconds <laughs> on the weekend. It was so good to see.
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, it's been made. Uh, the comments I made post game have probably been blown up a little bit. I was a bit of tongue and cheek with, with Mick, who wrote. Uh, he wrote his annual article. Uh, I think probably two weeks, two week ends ago. Jack writing me off, yeah, saying it was time to retire. Well, you've then,
1: got a yeah. When you get to a certain age, it just happens, doesn't
2: it? Yeah. Well, I've got a. I've, I actually have a got a contract for next year, and I have had to take a pay cut this year, so I'm pretty keen on getting getting paid <laughs> next year. So. Uh, no, it was a bit of, bit of tongue-in-cheek tongue and I um, I think I've got a fairly good grasp on the media game and how it's going at the moment. And these yep. articles crop up every now and then and um, they're, they're news for, for a day and then they're fish and chip paper the next day.
1: Do you care when you read something like that? You're pretty obviously confident in your own ability and where you sit within your team structure but when something's written like that from someone who is as well-credentialed as Mick Malthouse, do you care when you read it?
2: Um, oh, I probably raise my eyebrows to it a little bit, but I mean, I, ultimately, and I know it's probably the most rolled out cliche of all time. You sort of just worry about, well, I worry about how I'm going myself. Yeah. I've got a, a fairly good grasp on when I'm playing good footy and and good footy doesn't directly correlate with touches. And, and I'm looking forward to chatting about the Geelong game because one of the, um, I suppose one of the talking points to come out of it is that no Richmond player had 20 touches in the game. So yeah. um, it's an interesting it's an interesting way to evaluate your game. But um, yeah, the coaches the coaches and my teammates sort of tell me how I'm going, and I've got a pretty good feel of myself too.
1: Just before we have a chat about the Geelong game, Greg from Blackburn wants to have a chat to you. Greg, come on in.
3: Oh, Jack, I love you. So thanks for your program. <laughs> I'm the Melbourne, Melbourne supporter, but my best games are Richmond and Melbourne. You know, me under the southern stand standing there and Ripper games, um, game. And your family coming tomorrow. I'm so pleased for you. People say that you guys have got it easy. You're missing your, you know, your, your beautiful daughter and your wife for 12 weeks. That's insane. And thirdly, I hope, um, we, I hope Melbourne get in the finals. But if we don't, um, I really want you guys to win. I, I think that would be an amazing effort because you're an amazing side. And, Jack, you've brought a lot of joy to people.
2: so there you go well thank you very much for the call it's um it has been it actually has been tough sort of I I know there's uh, just from the personal aspect I mean obviously missing your family a fair bit and and I FaceTime the girls a fair bit but um yeah I'm not not gonna lie that's been probably the most difficult thing out of everything other than that we've been we've been really lucky with, with what we've got up here and um, almost to the point where, like, I, sometimes I feel a little bit embarrassed to be up here and actually going out and doing stuff when um, I speak to my my family back home and and people back home in, in Victoria and see how rough it is down there at the moment. So. Um, yeah, I suppose it is what it is really and and tomorrow is going to be a very exciting day for me.
1: Let's jump into the Geelong game. It was the Tigers 7-15-57. Too good for the Cats, far too good in the end. 4-7-31. Spot in the top four now locked away with one round left in the home and away season. Here's how we heard it on SEN. have played a couple of chances. This one fell in the lap of Revolts,
0: who's kicked a sensational goal. High ball inside the 50. Grimes came over the top of his own man, Bolter. Lynch lets fly from 50. Gave it a mighty (laughs) roost. The finest of kicks. Gave it to Martin, then to Graham. Over the top to Rioli. Late shot right to the square. It bounced past Plitzam. And Curvis pumps it into the pocket. Revolts! Arrives in the pack and takes the grab. And he is imposing himself as the one out forward. Ross to Castagna, through the 50, eyes the big sticks and lands the winner. Throws it back into play. And the Tigers get a big
1: win that might give them a double chance, but it's come at a cost. Like the tiger it has come at a cost, and we'll talk about those very shortly. But to the game itself, Jack, Geelong, and I'm sure it would have come up in the analysis in the lead-up to the game, there's so much about controlling the tempo. They want it played their way. They they like to retain a certain pace. You, on the other hand, absolutely love it. The, 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 the way to be played is chaos, essentially, and just keep the ball moving forward. You must have been so pleased at the way that you were able to get the game in a way that you wanted it to be played.
2: Yeah, I think it was. Um, oh, credit to our guys. We, we played some some really good football. They're they're a really good football side, Geelong, and they're very well coached and and structured up. And and our ability just to uh, I suppose defend was was the thing that um, put us in front in the end. Really, you sort of um, you look at the way the game was played. They still were able to generate some uncontested marks, but we were able to take away. Um, take away that strength uh, a little bit too, and then to to score off the back of that was was pretty important. You look, I only just realised then that we kicked 15 behinds. I think a few might have been rushed, so yep. probably still squandered a few opportunities. But um, yeah, I mean for us, it's um, it's a, a, a big win, a very big win. And you say the top four spots locked away. Jack, we're heading uh, heading to South Australia this week to play. Arguably one of the informed teams in the competition in Adelaide too. So it's a, another big week for the football club.
1: They are going well. Off the text, 0433981116. This one, I think I love Dylan Grimes. Can you please let him know? <laughs> There's been a few similar texts coming through. Gee, he was fantastic.
2: Yeah, he was. He was um, he was probably 50-50 at the start of the week. And we spoke about it on last week's show and whether he would get up to play. But um, the hamstring injury, I think it was more awareness than an actual injury. So yeah. he... Um, yeah, he recovered well and then obviously played fantastically well on the weekend. He he just makes Noah Bolter a, a much better player as well. And you think of the likes of Loston as as well. That they just they walk taller with Dylan Grimes in the back line there and a couple of hangers as well, which uh yeah, which I'm got looking up, didn't forward. He? To. Yeah, no I'm looking forward to we've got I think we've got an aviation expert on the show from Swinburne later on. Yeah. I'm gonna gonna ask him how a um yeah, you know, a gangly, pasty, white defender has the ability to jump on blokes' heads and take <laughs> hangers like that, so I still can't figure it out even after watching it on replay a couple of times.
1: Uh, to the other end of the ground, you were seeing them really, really well. Four goals, and, and it was just, I mean, it seemed as though, and I'm watching it from my couch, so you'll have a much better perspective, but it seemed as though there were times where, where you and Tom Lynch were working really well, and that he almost recognised before he was injured, of course, that get out of the way a little bit and give you the space that you need because of the form you are in.
2: <laughs> I'd like to think that's the yeah. way it goes, Jack. But sometimes you just get lucky, and, and I, I was seeing them well. I kicked it, probably kicked three really good kicks, and then I kicked one absolute horrible snap that went up in the air. Yeah, and what got, was that? I still can't fathom how it went through the goals. I was—it <laughs> uh, yeah, was the biggest mung of all time. But it managed to float back through uh, and go for another one. So no, it was. Um, yeah, it's good. This is the thing with myself and Lynchy is that last year we we might have played maybe 11 games together um, and started to develop that chemistry. And then it took us a while to sort of reconnect and get that chemistry back going um, this year. So we, we obviously have played sort of 15, 16 games together and now he's out with an injury. So... Um, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's a work in progress for us. I think we'll continue to get better and hopefully that can be through the back end of the finals.
1: You would have heard in the call of our SEN call, Hutto said that it was a win, but it came at a cost. Ivan um, Soldo and an ACL, it, it, it looked like an injury. You're a tight-knit group, but this one really hurt by the look of it.
2: Yeah, it did. It's, um, those sort of season-ending injuries, or the 12-month injuries, are the ones that um, can really have a, a, the mental impact as well. So look with obviously this season being pushed back, he more
1: than likely will miss next year as well so yeah yeah hit the group hard i'll bet it did and tom lynch as well uh an injury that from all reports and the club has sort of said that they're hoping at this stage it looks like f- maybe first week of finals is that what we're expecting
2: uh yeah so he's um he's obviously a, a hamstring injury he hasn't had any history of hamstring injuries before so um i think i think he he'll, he'll be right to go um, he's bounced back pretty well. He's, I think he's going to run tomorrow, which is exciting just to get him back out of the track. Sort of similar progress as Dylan Grimes.
1: That's good news. Very, very good news. So what does the forward structure look like? Um, you won a premiership with you being the sole forward. Is that is that something you'll look at again or will there be a, a, a repurposing of someone?
2: Um, oh, look, I think Marbiel Cho will probably play a, a pretty important role over over the weekend. Yep. Um, he's he. You just go like for like. I say like for like. Marbiel probably has <laughs> a... Um, stronger ability to play in the ruck than myself and Lynchy and has been playing good footy so he'll, he'll come in I would have thought. And then after that too it's probably just you've got to have a look and see which way you want to go do you? Um, I mean Caddy's played good football forward as well and, and, and been able to play tall um, Edwards comes out of the hub tomorrow so he'll train tomorrow which is exciting so you'd think that he'd come in so there's some um, there's some decisions to be made but I think we, we've, we've shown in the past and over the last three years is that we've got the ability to, to play all different types of forwards and, and, and we say tall and small, but guys like Castagna and Arts and Rioli um, certainly can, can play well in the air as, as they can in the ground.
1: I've got spies everywhere, Jack, uh, and they include being uh, in the Sunshine State and there was a, a scrimmage game on Saturday. It's been dubbed the Sean Grigg Cup. <laughs> But my understanding, yeah, exactly. But my understanding is that there was a pretty vocal person at said scrimmage game, <laughs> not offering advice to the opposition, not even offering advice to his own players. But that basically, you spent most of this scrimmage match sledging Sean Grigg, who was the umpire. Is that right?
2: That's correct. Yeah, no, I no, went no, just uh, the sole purpose <laughs> of sledging Grigg, eh? and I think myself and Dustin were, were probably the. the Two instigators of that. But um, no, the Sean Grigg Cup, he dubbed it the Sean Grigg Cup himself because obviously he's down at Geelong and we spoke to him last week on the show and and played at the Tigers. But we had a couple of Carlton fill-ins as well. Um, So, yeah, he fitted the the cup very well. Um, One of the funny things out of – I say funny, but different things to come out of it is Cal Moore, who was let go by the club last year and picked up by Carlton, ended up playing in – the Richmond team, <laughs> um, in Ivan Soldo's number 20, who's his housemate. So <laughs> this is the wild world of season 2020.
1: It certainly is. It most certainly is. Before the break, Trout's in Woodhead and wants to have a chat to you, Jack. G'day, Trout. Hey, Trout.
0: Hello, it's a like Look, I love the show. Every Monday, every Monday I sit in the shed and do some little jobs and uh, working on some stuff. Um, I'm very happy with the hunger at Front Road, but jumping jack, I've just got to say one thing. Baker. Mate, this guy is just... Is so exciting it's to tough, watch. Isn't he? he's just the one percent is like, I, I just the one percent is. He doesn't get stats for him and all that sort of stuff. But it's just great to see, and and he's just runs. He picks the ball up. He go for a mark with courage, and he's just got a smile on his face. He's just unbelievable.
2: Yeah, no, he's um, he is a. Uh, well, I, saw, so I spoke about this on Fox the other day. Is that you sort of look at him and you think, oh, where would he play? He's oh, is he a back pocket, Nugget yeah. in a little back pocket, but athletically he's pretty gifted but um he's got the chip in terms of being able to play footy yeah he he can play anywhere and he's tough um he's amazing at ground level like that's one of his real strengths, and he's become a really good user and, and a pivotal part of that that back half and and i've i've spoken about this before and spruiked him before i, I think he probably is my favorite player at the football club by the way he, he goes about it and he's unassuming and he's just he just is one of those teammates that you love to play with, and I'm, I'm glad the fans are seeing it as well.
1: Oh, they're definitely seeing it. His name comes in off the text every single week on this show. 1300 736 736 to join Jack on the phone, and 0433 9811 to send him a text. We've got a few of your texts parked that we'll get to a little bit later on. It's Tiger Time with thanks to Swintopia. This
0: to the most the of the tiger. On SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience.
1: As always, great to have your company on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It is with thanks to Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Monday night footy, Collingwood and the Suns, no change. So both teams will go in as selected for that game at the Gabba. Before we go to your very next guest, Jack, let's jump inside Coach's Corner with thanks to Host Plus. They are proud superannuation partners of the Richmond Tigers. And in fact, we're going to make that as part of our Coach's Corner. And I think you've got yourself a very, very special guest ready to go. Am I right? Yes,
2: thank you, Jack. We are up here in the hub and we are joined by the man, the myth, the mullet, the legend... (laughs) Cult figure of the Richmond Football Club as a player and now a part of the coaching, coaching staff and uh, the player development role, which I'm looking forward to chatting him to. Ivan Marich, welcome to Tiger Time, mate. Uh, thanks, Jack. Pretty happy with that intro?
4: Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I didn't good. Like that. For good, him. good,
2: good, good, good. Yeah. Well, mate, you are, you are, you're, you're an integral part of this group and um, you've transitioned from uh, being a player into a coach. Um, but I want to take you back to your your playing days, um, and of course you are our two-timing Tiger this is this week, so you fit you fit this show very nicely. You're yep. a coach and a two-timing Tiger, and we've had some coaches on already that have played at other clubs, but you started your career at the Adelaide Football Club, yep. but you were drafted to Adelaide from Calder. Yep. Is that that's, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So what did football look like growing up for you? Because you're a Croatian family, you love your soccer. Yeah. Were you always into footy, or was soccer your main sport growing up? Uh yeah we sort
4: of um didn't really like footy that much. We we tended to visit um you know soccer games on the weekend as a family. So that's what we did but yeah sort of wasn't until we moved house um in Kiel. I moved um house across the road from the Kiel footy club and then I sort of I started sneaking over and training and playing for Kiel footy club and um yeah because my initially my dad didn't really want me to play.
2: So but your father yeah, Advanced senior. He's a Richmond supporter though. So how would he not want you to play football for the Tigers? I oh, don't know. Yeah, he just like had this thing in his head he didn't want
4: me to play, but he he actually loved Richmond because it was um, when he arrived in Australia
2: from Croatia, they were, you know, the top team, so yeah, he loves the Tigers. Now, you came across to to the Tigers at the start of 2012 from from the Adelaide Crows. Mm. What goes into making the decision to to leave a football club? Was it down to the fact that you weren't getting a regular game or did you see something in Richmond that made you want to come along to Tigerland?
4: Yeah, probably a bit of a combination of both. So definitely at the time I felt like I gave everything and um, the way the club probably saw me at the time, this is Adelaide Crows, um, I just didn't think it was right for me to stay. And it was a really hard decision for me to make because I don't really like Um, walking away from a team that I considered like sort of family. Um, And then, yeah, I suppose I saw a little change in Richmond, the way they were playing under Dimmer. Um, And then uh, I probably shouldn't go into any more detail, but um, in terms of Richmond, but yeah, they just made me feel really wanted. And, um, you know, after the season, I... Went over and actually met with the leadership group, and you you were there. That's correct. So yeah. um, gave me a bit of a tour, and just um, yeah, it made me feel like all right. Well, this club actually wants me to play, and they want me to do what I do, and that made it really easy. Um, so yeah, it was. It's tough, but so it's fair it. to
2: say that like my words of wisdom got you over the line. Is that correct? <laughs>
4: yeah, definitely. just really
2: wooed you into <laughs> yeah. the football
4: club. Yeah, he sold sold the story well.
2: Well, you played for, uh, for five years for the Tigers, or six years including yeah. 2017. I, I want to, and you, you played some fantastic football over the journey. Um, you were a cult figure, and you still are a cult figure around this football yeah. club. The fans probably don't see you as much as they did when you were playing for the Tigers, but you hold a special, um, a special part in, in a lot of players' hearts. 2017, you didn't play a single senior game. But you played in a in a losing reserves grand final. Yeah. What, 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 when I when I talk about 2017, what sort of feelings and emotions and thoughts come come up to you? Um. Probably the best way to
4: describe it is just happy. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, I just felt like um, in 16, I was like, like, even before 16, I was like angry inside and. Um, Anyway, I felt like in '17 I started putting more energy into like Toby and Big Soldo and Hammer and during that year and um, yeah, I just got more satisfaction out of that. And then um, when you see, see them play well in the field and enjoy that feeling of playing well and playing good footy, yeah, it made me sort of happy to see them yeah do that. So
2: and spending more time in the coach's box that year was yeah, it, a, it a did that, had you always had a plan to transition into a coaching role, or did that start to open your eyes as though it was something that you, you really enjoyed? You're saying you're getting the enjoyment out of seeing others succeed. Did that really open your eyes to, well, wow, maybe I do want to be a coach?
4: Yeah, yep. I've sort of been thinking about it probably the last few years of my career, and I definitely let um, everyone at the club know that I was, you know, I wanted to do that, and I was doing a really good job. Um, the next coach program run by David Whedon was um, doing that at the time as well. And yeah, sitting in the coach's box, Dimmer allowed that to happen, which was yeah, just a fantastic experience. And um, yeah, some of the games I sat through, like you know, the final series was fantastic, but I think some of the best ones that I learned from was like the St Kilda game where they absolutely hammered us at Eddie Had, and um, we played Brisbane as well. Eddie Had maybe the following week, but yeah, so they were the probably the ones that I learnt something from the most,
2: yeah. I, I I couldn't get away with this interview without asking you about the mullet. Um, <laughs> now, it started with a bet with Taylor Walker, is that correct? Yep. Why did you get rid of it? Why Why do we not see the the mullet on you anymore? Is it Is it the way of the coach that you can't have a mullet and only as a player? Because there's plenty getting around in the AFL at the moment. There's a few here as well. Yeah. Why did you sack the mullet? I don't know. Um...
4: I, think I was just sitting around and I said, like, oh, I'm going to have a haircut and just wouldn't cut it off. That was it. it? Yeah, I didn't really think too much about it. it. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't really want to
2: make too much of a song and dance about it, but uh, yeah. Obviously on the weekend, mate, um, uh, heartbreaking loss um, and injury to Ivan Soldo. Yeah. Um, now, you guys are cousins. Yep. And he was... You're basically the reason he was recruited to the club. So you've got an eye for talent as well as not only coaching it. Uh, How's he feeling at the moment? It's obviously a devastating injury and and it was pretty traumatic to see on TV, uh, the initial injury injury, and then the follow-up with that, just trying to get off the ground was pretty gruesome. And um, I know that it's cut a few people deep up here. You've spent a lot of time with him since and a lot of time with him obviously growing up. Yeah how's it, how's he going at the moment yeah he's he handles
4: things pretty well like he you know he can't do anything about it right now so he's just like is what it is and he's just getting his head around you know the long recovery i think it will get he'll get challenged you know maybe in 3 months time or you know 6 months time when he's just running and not doing footy stuff and wants to compete and those sorts of things but um yeah it was pretty not
2: great watching that
4: again but um
2: yeah and uh, obviously there's the the physical side of it you're his, you're his ruck coach but you're also the or well, half of the player development management team here so yep. you you I mean, the mental welfare of the players is something that you're responsible for yeah what does the process look like that for say someone like him we've got noah cumberland as well who's on the long-term injury list um how, how your role as the, as the play development manager, what does that look like from the mental side for for those guys that do have long-term injuries?
4: Yeah, it's um, something we've had a fair discussion about, especially after Noah doing his knee at training a few months ago. So um, we thought that with the reduced amount of training and football stuff that they would be doing, that they could um, you know, do some more work in Noah's case, um, who's a stonemason, and... With Soldo, he's, like, studying psychology, so he can, like, maybe pick up another subject doing that and then complete his training and rehab stuff in the morning and afternoon. A bit like a, um, you know, a local-level footballer, yep. yeah. And then, you know, as things progress with his um,
2: what he can do, he'll, yeah, uh, make that adjustment where he needs, yeah. And uh, with Soldo going down, the, the load was sort of, Put onto the shoulders of Toby Nankervis, who in twenty seventeen was the sole ruckman for the football club, and yeah. had a bit part, semi wingman ruckman Sean Grigg, who we had on the show last week. <laughs> what does it look like going forward? Do you do you do you think we'll revert back to two thousand and seventeen, or Marvio Choles shown plenty of signs this year as well that he's going to be an exciting player and already is an exciting player? Yeah. What's your what's your thought process and the rucks going forward, and, and how do you feel it's going to work best? Yeah. Well, tell you what, I think we've got a lot more
4: options this year compared to two thousand and seventeen, which is great for the team. Um, I, th- I think Big Marbs has got to play. He's improved every year and improved again this year, and uh, he had a really good hit out in the practice game uh, the other day. So, um, but I think there's opportunities for other guys, like you know, we can throw um, Nathan Broad in the rack or Camden Macintosh, um, and. Yeah, maybe yourself in there. <laughs> if you want to go in there, I'll uh,
2: oh, yeah. put your name up. Okay. You want. <laughs> I might have the week off this week, I think. Probably. No, so there is this, there's there's yeah. plenty of viable options there. Um, what, is, what does what does bring? We know what we know what Nankervis does, and, and the guys love playing with him, and he sort of reminds me a, a little bit of you in terms of slightly undersized ruckman, but just has the grit to. To get in and get his knees dirty, yep. and it's, and it's the real strength of Toby, but Marby always a ruck. And we see him on on the weekend. He had a fantastic game, kicks five goals, but he's he's different in the ruck, isn't he? something yep. that I suppose you look at uh, Nick Natanui, similar yep. type. He's got that ability to jump over the top of other rucks, doesn't he?
4: Yeah, oh for sure. He's um, unbelievably athletic, and I think um, both of them together can complement each other. You know, Marbs's strengths. Him getting the ball and he can um, run around and evade midfielders like Shea Bolton, and um, and then you know Nank will come in and um, hit bodies and give us second efforts and, and a lot of
2: pressure on the ball, which is um, good. So I, it can really work well. Well, continuing on the Croatian theme, and somehow we continue to just draft your friends, your family. Um, Noah Bolter, of course, is a very good friend of the family of the the marriages and the Soldos, Uh, Richmond have just signed a a new ruck, another ruck. We've we've headed back to Croatia. Well, we've headed (laughs) to the University of Hawaii to pick up Mate Kalina. Now, give us the backstory. What's his relationship in this whole Croatian (laughs) sort of interlocked relationships that we do have down at Tigerland? Yeah,
4: well, um, we know his family... I know his family from um, yeah, way back growing up and all that, but he's actually, his mum is a bolter. So his mum is, uh, yeah, his mum is a bolter and her brother is Noah's dad. So, so, yeah, they're, so cousins. they're cousins. Yeah, they're cousins. So.
2: so Noah's auntie is Marte's mum. Yep. Rightio. Now, what can we expect of him? Because I, I look at the, and I know I've met Marte a couple of times and he's a yep. fantastic person and a, and a lovely guy. He is ridiculously tall. <laughs> you've seen you've seen him a little bit. Now he played some junior football, I think, at yep. Calder as well. Is that right? Yeah. What can the Tigers fans expect, or is it going to be similar to Soldo, a pretty long-term process? Yeah, it's probably going to be a long-term
4: um, process with him. But I think the difference with him and Soldo is that he actually played a bit of footy when he was, you know, twelve, thirteen, um, whereas Soldo hadn't even played at all, kicked the ball or anything. So, um, but I think. He's a he's a fair workhorse, and I think that's a pretty good quality to have as a ruckman. So, um, yeah, keen to get him down and do some running and some weights, but, yeah, he's pretty tall. I'm, I'm
2: a little bit, yeah. um, well, I'm going to ask you this on air. Yeah. Is there any other Croatian six-footers, 666, six, sort of seven-footers that... Maybe like, have you got any more younger cousins that we can sort of get access to through the Category B rookies, or are you just sort of hiding them away? And then when their time <laughs> comes, you have a chat to Blue Hartley and go, "Hey, look at this kid here."
4: Yeah, there's a bit of a breeding ground down in the Western suburbs of Melbourne, so I'm just keeping that close to my chest. And um, yeah, hopefully it works out good for the Richmond Footy Club.
2: Well, the last question I want, and this is one that I've been posing to uh, well most of the guests that have been on. Uh, on Tiger Time uh, that are involved in the hub up here. We're at uh, the Elite Gold Coast. Um, And I've been asking them survivor style who they would like to vote out of the hub. Now, we've had Jake Arts (laughs) voted out. Um, I'm trying to think of a few others that we've... I think Camden might have been voted out as well. Um, Yourself, you've, you've got some great relationships up here, but they can start to wear thin after, what, 11 weeks now in the hub. Yeah. Time to name and shame someone. Who's someone that you want to vote out of the hub? Now, don't, they don't have to leave, but I just want you to maybe throw someone under the bus.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, that's a really
2: tough question because I'm very
4: loyal. but um,
2: Just think of this person as the Adelaide Crows in 2011. You love them, but you just got to let <laughs> yeah, them go. That's right.
4: Yeah, that's good. Uh, maybe I'll go with... Um, I like Patrick
2: Nash. Um, he's the one that's been on the tip of a lot of people's tongues, and I'm surprised he hasn't been voted out yet. No, I think I'll, he's this swing vote getting through. I'm going to vote. I'm going to go Dusty because he um,
4: he actually beat me in this uh, FIFA competition that we had going up here. So I'm pr- I'm pretty flat about that. And uh, yeah, i I think he's playing tonight in the, and I'm pretty shattered. That
2: I have to watch wow! Him. Well, there you go. <laughs> Dustin Martin voted out of the elite Gold Coast hub, Jack. Uh, we have been joined by Ivan Marich. Ivan, thank you so much for joining us on Tiger Time. I'm going to throw back to you, Jack. There you go, the mullet man himself, Ivan Marich.
1: And he very rarely speaks. You've done an outstanding job. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Ivan. It's all thanks to host Plus. We go with you. Still plenty more to come. Stick with it. You're listening to Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for SwinTopia, the best of Swinburne life, and it's brought closer to you. <laughs>
0: On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience.
1: Great supporters of Tiger Time are Swintopia. They are, of course, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you, Jack. Now, you mentioned earlier that Dylan Grimes is a high flyer. And we mentioned a couple of weeks back that he's got a bit of an interest in aviation. Well, we've got someone on tonight from Swinburne who has details of a night that other high flyers should be checking out. And Dr. Matthew Abatson from Swinburne Aviation has been good enough to join us here on Tiger Time. Dr. Ab- Abatson, thank you. Welcome.
2: Hey, good evening. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for joining us, Doctor. really appreciate uh, the partnership that we've had with Swinburne. And uh, yes, as Jack mentioned off the top of the show, we've had um, well, we've had some unusual high flyers over the weekend's game. So we thought, well, who better to get on than a Swinburne Aviation Academic? Now, every, even Swinburne's been caught up in the current COVID climate, um, Doctor, but uh, it's Swinburne Information Week this week, and given the current yeah. COVID situation, you're doing things a little bit differently. Can you explain how that's going?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously everything's online this year. Um But we've got a whole host of events going on. So all week, it's Ask Me Anything week. uh, And you can basically put in live text chat, put in contact with one of our academics or one of our student ambassadors, ask them anything you want to know about any courses. Um, And then we've got uh, our Flying Start. Well, specifically for me, I'm from the aviation program. So we've got our Flying Start campaign, which is on Thursday, the 17th at four o'clock, where we'll be giving information on the flying program and the aviation degrees we do.
2: Okay, and and what's the so anyone can ask any question. They come in and do at your aviation information sessions. What's the question you get asked the most from from the regular person when they hear that you're
3: involved in in aviation? <laughs> um, can I do it? I reckon it's uh, I, well. A lot of so can like you? really expensive. Well, of course you can. Of course you can. Absolutely, it's open to anybody, man. Um, there are a couple of things with. I think you've got to get a uh, obviously an aviation medical, but that for most people is not going to be a problem. And then yeah, the come and study a degree with us for three years, and by the end of it, you'd be ready to be a commercial pilot and go and fly the skies.
2: Three years—that's all it takes to be a commercial pilot to fly the skies, Jackie boy. I yes. can think of a few people down here that want to be pilots, and I don't know whether I would trust them after three years. Doc, do you want to give the flying start another bit of a plug because it is the uh, the part that you're involved in, um, and maybe just reel that one off again for us, can you?
3: Yeah, sure, absolutely, it can do. In fact, we've had a few footballers come in in the past. Actually, it's the sort of thing where you know you're working in a team, and it's uh, it's it's high pressure, and you want to be cool under pressure, so it makes a it makes a logical jump. But we are, yeah, we're going to be talking all about the, the industry, the aviation industry, and what it takes to get into it and to be a pilot on Thursday, the 17th of September at 4pm. Uh, if you just go to the Swinburne website, swinburne.edu.au, click on the VTech kit at the front, and there's a link to all the events, so it's a flying start.
1: It's as easy as that. Swinburne Information Week. Register your interest at swinburne.edu.au and the aviation session A Flying Start is this Thursday, 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, Doctor, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your time.
3: Absolute pleasure, guys. Have a nice night. We're
1: going to come back and wrap it up on the other side of this. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open-world experience.
0: On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's Open World Experience.
1: For the final time this year, this is Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's Open World Experience. The Pies and the Suns on Monday night footy in a few moments' time. That game will get underway at the Gabba. But, Jack, you yourself have got a very, very important game to finish off the regular season against Adelaide on Saturday. And I've called the Crows a bit in the last few weeks. They're going okay.
2: They're going really well, really well. They've put in some um, some good performances and, and, and got some, some cattle back over the last couple of weeks as well. So they're. Um, yeah, I was looking at their back six the other day and bar sort of Jake Lever... It's pretty much the same back six from, obviously, that fairly successful year they yeah. had in 2017 and that grand final side that they put up. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big game for us. They're, they're all worth four points, and, and clearly um, you've only got to look at the ladder to know that we, we need to win this one.
1: Now, a couple of big milestones. Number one, Damien Hardwick draws level with Tom Hafey this week for the most games as Richmond coach. Now, that you know the history of this, this footy club as well as any. This will mean a fair bit, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, well, it's um, obviously uh, Tommy Hafee's up there as the most revered, one of the most revered coaches, not just at Richmond but in uh, in the AFL. So um, for Damien to to draw close, uh, draw next to him, uh, level with him, is um, yeah, it's, it's something that he he will look back fondly on. I think will probably be lost on him a little bit, obviously with the importance of the game, but. Um, yeah it's a it's a fantastic milestone for a very very good coach.
1: And officially now you are an AFL life member. So congratulations on behalf of everyone <laughs> here. That's that's something that, that can never be taken away from you. How meaningful no, is that?
2: Uh, it's, it's pretty pretty awesome. So yeah. Yeah, last weekend knocked up um, well they count uh, international rules games. They count uh, the bushfire appeal game in yes. counted as well and then a few of the JLT games the ones that are um sort of played in competition so um clocked up 300 uh all together so it's, it's pretty yeah it's exciting it means it means a lot to me as well
1: it certainly does now a massive thanks and i know you want to say a couple of thank yous but a huge thanks to swinburne university being massive supporters of this show and helped get it off the ground the best of swinburne life brought closer to you jack they've been massive and i know you want to thank them personally
2: no, I do. I want to thank Swinburne. They're obviously the naming partner of the show and uh, I've really enjoyed the journey that they've taken us on. We've sort of seen a different part of uh, of Swinburne and, and and learnt a lot. I think Host Plus as well for for obviously sponsoring our uh, coaches segment. We've been able to get some fantastic coaches on and, and obviously been able to hear from Dimmer as well in the post-game. Uh, the guests that have come on the show, they've been, uh, they've been all different really and I've really enjoyed hearing different sides to them and the club to allow them to come on the show you Jack thanks for coming and when you were sick <laughs> uh, yes. it was good to have Sammy on Mitch couldn't have done it without you being a mad Richmond man at journey's taken us of ups and downs we've marvelled at new talent on the field revelled in the coaching ranks heard from some of the old two-timing Tigers farewelled our mate Tucky and celebrated some Richmond victories so my final thank you goes to the Tiger Army Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, this for the last time, this is Tiger Time for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne's life brought closer to you. Go, you mighty Tigers.